0: live from the ESPN 690 and Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lake. I think the Colts are much better than that. And I think they will be much better. For all of the criticism that I have offered of Carson Wentz and I take back none of it. Having said all of that, I still believe in him and he's gone to exactly the right place. He managed to get exactly what he wants he couldn't have done it any worse, but he got exactly what he wanted. That is Mike Greenberg talking about Carson Wentz. I don't agree with the guy. Everybody that says Carson Wentz just makes them this so much better. I, I tend to think Philip Rivers last year would be better than Carson Wentz will be this year for him. Phillip Rivers was pretty good. A lot of blind faith in uh, Carson Wentz and too many eggs in the basket of Frank Reich and Carson Wentz, in my opinion. Uh And maybe it works out. Listen again, I I, I would like Carson Wentz. I hope he. Well, I guess in the AFC South, kind of hope he finds it. <laughs> but I'm just not convinced uh, it's going to work as much as everybody else. I mean, you change scenery and everybody's like, okay, well, that's that that guy's not going to play like that anymore. That's not automatic now. Certainly not automatic. So we'll see what Frank Reich can get out of him. Carolina seems to be dumping a lot of cash maybe to make room for the Sean Watson trade is what people have been talking about the last 48 hours or so. Uh, We will see. You know, we talk about the national folks, and most of them, by the way, are I would say 98% of them on board for Trevor Lawrence, really good player. Jags can help turn them around, all this stuff. They're not as sold on Urban Meyer. And that part of the equation. And by the way, I, I, would, I think this has little to do with actual last week's events with Chris Doyle. I, I think even prior to and now. But it hasn't helped, though. Well, it certainly hasn't helped. Yeah. I mean, it, it's left – it's an interesting topic. I almost want to get away – I want bring this topic up as far away from the Doyle stuff because in, in this case, for me, it's unrelated. Um, it, I just think this was the feel – anyway i think there's hesitation on the part of the national uh analysts the media i think there's even hesitation on some former players and former coaches that nfl kind of what i've talked about last month or so that fraternity of the nfl saying this is, a, this is the big boy league now yeah i right? even heard that i think it was rex ryan that might have said ryan that did, yep. so i i do think that exists um i'm not even saying that unfairly exists i'm just pointing out that I'm a little bit surprised there isn't a little more belief in Meyer knowing his track record of college. Everybody, instead of going to a successful example, wants to go to the Nick Saban example. And, well, well, that's a bit of a compliment to Meyer because Saban is considered one of the greats of all time in college, mm-hmm. right? And and Meyer is on that list in terms of winning percentage, in terms of what he's been able to do at Ohio State and Florida and even Utah and Bull and Green, so... He's put himself on that list, and so therefore the comp, right? Uh, the Pete Carroll thing, which is one I actually compare him to a little bit more at this juncture of his life, at this juncture of the Jags, kind of what they're trying to do, what Seattle did. The problem with that comparison is Pete Carroll had, a, had some previous NFL experience, and quite a bit of it, mm-hmm. quite frankly. So it's not an apples-to-apples apples comparison. Are you surprised at all that the national folks have – less faith in Urban Meyer being successful in the NFL.
1: Okay, so I have to preface it by this. Are we talking national folks right now in terms of, like, the media? Are we talking national folks like former football players and the coaches? Because to me, there's two different arguments here, and there's two different paths.
0: Uh, I'd like to hear them both because I just kind of lump a ball in. I mean, I'm talking about analysts that are former players, analysts that are coaches. I mean, people –
1: Okay, so to me, it's different. To me, if you want to talk about, like, what – gives rex ryan the reason to say that hey urban meyer welcome to the big boy league now okay whether you're a coach or a former coach they all have the same thing in common they think that they're the best to ever do it and they think that they have all the answers right including rex ryan So when Rex Ryan sees Urban Meyer come out, and, like, let's be honest, Urban Meyer is like the young, hot upstart right now. Now, not necessarily in age because Sean McVay when he came on the scene or Cliff Kingsbury is a better argument there. But I'm just saying from coming from the college game to the professional game, like, that's the hot shot move, right? And that's the move where if you're ingrained and you have years and years of coaching in the NFL – like, you don't want to see that college upstart come to the NFL and be successful right away. Because then it kind of goes against everything that you believe in in terms of paying your dues True. and, and go, climbing that corporate ladder, per se. Let's yeah, yeah. call it like that. So that's why I feel like, especially the former coaches like Rex Ryan and even some of the players who know how the process works are against Urban Meyer. From the other side, though, and like, I think Sarah Spain would be a classic example, right? Like, you asked Sarah Spain what she thought about Trevor Lawrence and Urban Meyer. She thought the world of Trevor Lawrence. And then, obviously, she had her opinions um about Urban Meyer. And you kind of hit right in the head, and I'm going to kind of repeat it a little bit, but it comes down to the fact that, listen, Urban Meyer has had a lot of bad optics follow him, okay? He had some in Florida, obviously. He had some in Ohio State, and now he's had some in Jacksonville. If you want to take the Jacksonville thing out of it, that's fine. But I think even before that, you know, if you don't agree with somebody as a person or if you have an issue with how somebody – handle the situation let's just say well then you don't like that person and if if you don't like that person then it gets harder and harder to root for somebody like and that's and like listen we always live in oh we always say that we live in the unbiased journalist era right like where you have to be unbiased you got to call it down the line let's be honest man the reason why we have a job the reason why you know like sarah spain and, and all those you know Talented people have their jobs is because they have opinions and then they voice their opinions. And when they see someone that they don't like, they're going to speak on that a little bit. So to me, where the disbelief and just not buying an Urban Meyer comes from, from that side of the aisle comes from the fact that Urban Meyer are not. Might be the best guy per se as far as a people person and the optics that have followed him through college.
0: Yeah, I get it. I, I, that's a really good point. That's a good point. I think uh who do you want to root for him? Right? Do you, yes. And, and there, you're right. There's something that subconscious even, whether it's intended or not, that comes into play there. Like we want to. If we know a player like a player, Calais Campbell, we want to root for that guy, right? Of course. Oh, it doesn't matter where he goes. Uh, heck, I think they'd root for him if he went to Tennessee around here. Absolutely. Um, and, then, <laughs> and, then, and
1: then Jalen Ramsey, no one's rooting for him. You're right.
0: So yeah. there's a subconscious to that, and and those are people that we think we know, and we probably don't even know as well as we think we know. Sure. So um, I get it. But So here's where I, this topic kind of comes from. I was reading this article on ESPN, and they took like their analyst's had a bunch of questions about the NFL, some things that really don't really pertain to the Jags much, like who's your Super Bowl pick for twenty twenty one? You know? Yeah, yeah, I mean yeah. Jags aren't gonna fit in that category. Who ends up with Deshaun Watson? Okay, yeah. not gonna fit in that category. But there were a couple of things that, that were interesting to me. And said which team should be the early favorite to pick number one overall in the twenty twenty two draft? Remember Jags are picking number one this year. That's a good call. Uh, so they've got this panel. Someone says the Texans, the Lions, the Lions. The Texans, the Texans, the Lions, the Texans, the Bengals, which is interesting. Yeah, very interesting. And Jeremy Fowler says the Jaguars. Hmm. Even if most can agree Trevor Lawrence has superstar potential, this roster is among the league's worst. It has problems at almost every position. Urban Meyer needs a few years to create a winner. Jacksonville might just go back to back. Again, these are just opinions, and that's fine. And I'm, not, I would just... Have I'd be far-fetched to get this quarterback in here with what they already do have actually offensively and with what they do have in the draft in terms of capital and what they do have in money that they could spend in free agency, not even if they spend it all, and sit here and say the Jags are going to go 1-15, 2-14 kind of season again. Now, that's not always what it takes to pick number one, in mm-hmm. fairness. You can go 4-12 and and pick number one. So maybe this isn't that far-fetched. Maybe the Jags could go 4-12, and the league falls that way, and they still pick number one. But I think if you think somebody's going to pick number one, that means you think they're only bringing, winning like one or two games. Yeah. And, and if – boy, that would be disappointing as heck if the Jaguars bring Urban Meyer in, bring Trevor Lawrence in, have a, have a little bit of a core. Again, we can debate what they have, but they've got some players. I think they have an offense that a lot of people would, would bring Trevor Lawrence into and say, okay, I'm, that's not bad. Uh, and whatever else they're going to add and say, well, they only improved by one game. Or they? Are imp- I'd be highly disappointed in the Jacksonville Jaguars if they only improved by one game or two games.
1: Can Can you just please repeat the first part where he talks about the roster? Roster is among the league's worst.
0: Okay, uh, yeah. it has problems yeah. at almost every position. Which again, I well, don't agree with Fowler here.
1: Well, no, and, and that's what I, the point I was trying to make. Like, who'd rather have right now as a roster? Would you rather have the giant? I'm sorry,
0: the the Jets roster or the Jaguars roster? And no doubt. It's not even close, no. right? So, like, But even, see, even take that's a debatable one in terms of, okay, how about the Bengals roster? How about the Texans roster? How about this? But I would just say it has problems at almost every position. See, I think they're wrong. Do they have problems in the offensive line that, that nobody no, that, else would is, have? No, they have problems really. on defense. They have problems on defense. Yes. That's where they have problems. Yes. And, and again, they've got money and draft capital to help fix some of those problems, like to at least plug some of those holes. Yeah. I mean, do, you, do they have a problem at running back? No. They got a guy that just had 1,400 yards. They don't have a problem at quarterback anymore. They got a guy. Mm -hmm. They have problems at wide receiver. Could they be better? And do you have problems or two different Mm storylines? So. Yeah, that's why I just – their special teams is really good. <laughs> so you're yeah, talking you about Josh defense. Lambeau. You're yeah. talking about a defense. That's it. I yeah. mean, that's one-third of your team that you would be like, okay, I'm not very confident well, in that right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And yeah. Again, I'm also not – I'm not sitting here and telling you we're better than the Chiefs on offense. No. And because you have good special teams, that's going to make you a playoff team. I'm not trying to do that. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying if you're going to put in the fact that they have problems at every position – no, I don't really think that's true. I, and that's I, I think I they could get with. better at every position, and so could 31 other teams most likely. <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, that, that just shows me that you probably
1: didn't really go down the roster. Like, you didn't see the offensive line. You didn't see the wide receivers. You didn't follow James Robinson, and that's
0: fine. Maybe you didn't do your homework, but, like, they don't have problems at every single position. No, I don't think so either. All right, so then the other one that was interesting to me, and, and again, they don't have to say the Jags and Urban Meyer here. It just brought this up to my attention. Which new coach will post the most wins in 2021? Brandon Staley with the Chargers is a pick. And a popular one, Staley, Staley. A couple of people say Staley and Arthur Smith with Atlanta. Basically, it's Arthur Smith and Staley. Well, and listen, um, since and, Staley's not a bad pick. No, no, no. Chargers yeah. are good, right? Yeah, Chargers yeah, have yeah, a good yeah. team. Yeah. And uh, obviously the Falcons have still Matt Ryan. And they have these they have a team that kind of turned it on a little bit at times, even after firing Quinn. Uh, there's one person that says Robert Sala. No. Like so, my point being, and by the way, I'm a huge Salah fan. Yeah, but, but, but listen, but I don't respect the Jets out. have they don't even know who their quarterback is, and somebody's willing to say Salah will have more wins than the Chargers or the Falcons, but nobody's really willing to go all in and say Urban Meyer will have more wins as the rookie head coach. You know, if yeah. you're gonna go Sala, you could certainly go Urban Meyer. Yeah. So again, this is this is a panel. This is nothing to go crazy about. I just. I think now, once I read that article, once I'm listening to the outside people, uh, over these last couple of weeks, I really got a chance to listen to a lot of the national shows while we were on the road. And so you're hearing some of this stuff, and collectively, as it comes back, it's like there's not a lot of faith in Meyer. There's a lot of faith in Trevor Lawrence. Like you just said Sarah Spain. She Mm -hmm. might have been the epitome of what people think. Mm -hmm. Trevor Lawrence, all in. Urban Meyer, eh. Yeah. And I'm, it's just surprising to me that there's a, not a little bit more belief in Urban Meyer, because I can tell you this certainly seems like there's a lot of belief around here in Urban Meyer. I mean, there has to be. Right. I
1: mean, like, listen, I don't have to be. Well,
0: I mean, I I'm think from a, the fans fans yeah, are always the most optimistic.
1: No, but like, listen, from what they've had. I mean, listen, but from what they had, how couldn't there be optimism right now with Urban Meyer? I mean, you think you mean to tell me that well, having Gus Bradley and then having Doug Marone like gave you, you know? I mean, like let's be honest. Like Urban Meyer's exciting because he's new, and he's exciting because yeah. he's a household name. That man. always
0: carries excitement. Yeah. yeah.
1: So they're, they're definitely excited yeah, because I, he has Trevor Lawrence. Oh, <laughs> well, and, and that's gonna help as well for sure. But I think that at the end of the day, it comes down to what you think about the person, and, and we've talked about this a little bit. Where if they're hard to cover, then you're probably not gonna cheer for them. Um, if they're in your city and they're on your team, and they're coaching your team. Well, then of course you got to support it. You know, I mean that's that's what being a fan's all about. So,
0: yeah, I'll be. Um, now, listen, I will say this: the national folks have been right a lot in the past on Jacksonville. And we've had a lot of sunshine and rainbows at other moments. Mm. Uh, so, I'm not saying they're wrong. I'm just talking about more the the feel of Urban Meyer. Speaking of Urban, uh, the Jags did announce Tony Khan's involvement. Mm. In the organization today, is that surprising at all to you? No, not at no. all. I
1: mean, listen, he's from my understanding, he's going to be um, in the capacity of analytics, which obviously that's kind of his thing, yeah. And that's Remember where he owns an analytic company, correct? I think he still does. He did, and that's where the NFL is going. So, no, I mean, I'm not surprised that Tony Khan's got the the gig with the Jaguars. Of course, he would. Uh,
0: do you like that? Do you like? Do you like? Well, it? you know how I feel about analytics. Yeah. Well, okay. So you got Urban Meyer who comes in. He's a college guy. He's going to the NFL. Uh, He's a 56 year old coach. Yeah. He, You have Tony Khan, who believes in analytics. Again, he has his own company in analytics. Yeah. He seemingly has been a little bit on the outside of the football stuff the last couple of years, and I don't know if that's an accurate description. I just have a hard time sensing how involved he was in these last couple of years as he's starting up the wrestling companies, well, running full. Listen,
1: of- I'm going to say this, though. My 2012, Tony Khan was like, you know, he's pretty... Prevalent around the stadium. Oh, absolutely. But yeah. we, we never saw him. Like we only heard. Like okay, like we got some stats here every once in a while, and these are from you know Tony Khan. Like, but we never saw Tony Khan. We never really interacted with Tony Khan. So, like as far as like the influence on the on the, the football team, in the locker room, like no, that's not going to be there. It's just going to be like every once in a while when a coach goes over a game plan, they might share a stat or something. Like, hey, this team runs the ball on third down. You know, when it's you know between five and ten yards, so and so
0: amount of times. Like that's where Tony Khan comes. So as far as the influence, you're not going to see that. So the Jags, uh, they, they had a bunch of announcements today. So it's Kareem Kassam has been hired as the team's senior vice president of football operations strategy. Mm-hmm. Kasam will report to Tony Khan, who has been elevated to the post of chief football strategy officer. As with Meyer and Bulky, Tony Khan will report to owner Shad Khan. Um which you can argue he's been doing all his life. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah,
2: I mean, like, listen, like,
1: he's he's back in the news cycle again. But I, I feel like nothing, like, as far as the 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 work that Tony Khan's done, I don't think that's really changed that much.
2: Well,
0: I don't know if I agree with you there. Okay. Okay. Because I think what you're right. When you're when when Shotgun bought the team, correct. I think the the analytic wave was starting, and yes. I think Tony Khan again was very heavily involved with that. I think there were folks in the building heavily involved with that. Pushing toward that with Gus Bradley, Dave Caldwell. Yeah, uh, I think, I think again. I, I don't know if it comes out in a book someday, or or if we just find out later on. I, I don't have any for sure. I know exactly this to give you, but my perception was always when Tom Coughlin came in, that fell back. Like I, I felt like again, felt hmm. like Tom, like Tony took a lesser role in the organization. Or maybe it was just that he was way more behind the scenes. Now, listen, you was still yeah. in every game. I know, mean, Caldera, I, saw, I,
1: saw the, I saw that one gif of of Tony Khan and, and, I and Coughlin going crazy. I know. You know what I'm saying? I,
0: listen, I think he's obviously a huge supporter of the team. And it was sure. involved. I think that can be different than whatever you're doing day to day, you know, and how much you're utilizing what Tony Khan is giving you and his team, if you will. Again, I'm just telling you that I think from a perception standpoint, that's what I felt like was going on. You have to remember, we got a lot less behind the scenes look in the Tom Coughlin days of what this organization was, um, even as closely as we cover them. So that's always my perception of it. Did it come back a little bit with Doug Marone last year? Potentially. So this has some significance to me, the fact that, titles are being given out, a position is being made for senior vice president of football operations strategy, that there's going to be more analytic involvement, Tony Khan involvement in the Urban Meyer regime. I think this is a pretty significant press release today to show you that it shifted back to the way it was when you played and and when Shad first bought the team in the early years of Gus Bradley and Dave Caldwell, for right or wrong. I I don't know if that's good, bad, or indifferent. I would say this. Everybody at almost every level now is using analytics. It's just a matter of how much you want to use analytics, how much you believe in analytics. But every sport at every level is using analytics. Well, yeah.
1: I mean, I don't know. Like, the, Here's what I think with, with Tony Khan and the influence. Now, listen, when Kaufman was here, was it different? It very well could have been. But like, I don't want the whole analytics thing to get misconstrued a little bit. I say I can't stand analytics. Well, I can't stand analytics when it says that you should go for two instead of going for one. Right, I can't stand analytics when you leave points on the board because it's like fourth and three from your opponent's thirty-five yard line, and you opt not to go for the field goal; you go for the first down. Like that's the part of analytics that I'm not a fan of because you go towards calculations more than you go towards the feel of the game. That's where I don't like analytics. But like, let's not get it like you know—miscontrived here. I like analytics from the point of game planning. I love analytics on the point of how you prep your week. And like that's what I feel like Tony Khan's always kind of had an effect on this team. Now, maybe it, it shifted a little bit when Tom Coughlin was here, but I'm just talking about from an analytical standpoint of game planning. From an analytical standpoint of, all right, where do they like to throw the ball on third down? Um, you know, what receiver gets the ball when? Like, all those things, those are brought in the game plan. Now, it's not like Tony Khan standing in front of the, the room and saying, all right, guys, here's what we discovered. No, like, that information gets relayed to the coaches, and the coaches choose to either go with that information or say, no, we're all good. Usually they go with that information because it's good stuff. That's what I like the analytical standpoint. Of, of when you're prepping for your opponent, when you're getting ready for Sunday, those analytics can tell you a lot of things what a team is trying to do.
0: Yeah, uh, I listen, I it's just whether you like it or not, analytics are a heavily part of the game. I mean, it's just the way it is now in all sports. Uh, Kassam's interesting because he was with the Twins, director of baseball research, uh, leading their department overseeing analytics in the areas of scouting, player development, and biomechanics. And uh, the Twins have gone to the analytical approach with Rocco Baldelli and, and company and done a very nice job. Uh, he Prior to his time with the Twins, he spent five years with the Pittsburgh Steelers as the club's analytics and football research coordinator. And here he is now with the Jacksonville Jaguars. So I think it's a good... I, I think the fact that Jags go on this analytical approach is the way the teams are going. And I think at early on, they they felt like they were trying to be more on the cutting edge of the analytics. I don't know if that helped or, or didn't help. I'm not saying it wins you Super Bowls. I think it's a piece of the puzzle. And I think, uh, again, when you were playing at the end of your, your years here in Jacksonville, when Gus Bradley, Dave Caldwell, that was a welcomed addition. That was something that was leaned on. We've seen the Jaguars still use analytics, I just wonder if it will be more prominent. And when we think analytics, we do think of the two-point play or going forward on fourth down. That's not it. (laughs) I mean, look at what I just said. Kassam was in charge of scouting, player development, biomechanics. It goes into finding players, right? Mm -hmm. And what traits work and maybe the draft process. So uh, interesting to see Tony Khan, I would say from a public standpoint, seemingly back involved with the Jacksonville Jaguars. What does this mean? Urban Meyer's belief of analytics probably says he believes it. Sure. And he's going to utilize it. I mean, it.
1: you have to. And Like I said, especially when you're trying to game plan for an opponent.
0: Tony Conn's a busy guy, though. Got a lot on his plate. A lot on his plate. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how he does <laughs> it, man. A lot on his plate. Hey, uh, we'll be back. Speaking of baseball, I got a question for you. Changing baseball with one simple move. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. Austin Lane. Are we...
1: S- on right now
0: or not like our screen i guess we're good brent martino yeah you gotta okay. go all the way yeah we're back thanks for your concern you're welcome uh
2: <laughs> action sports jacks on espn 690 i tell you what J.J. wants. He wants to play for
0: a Super Bowl contender. He also wants to play for a coach where they can have fun again. Football was not fun for him at the Texans last season after they'd won back-to-back division titles. It was awful for everyone. So we all say right away he'd want to play with his brothers in Pittsburgh because they're really, really close. But Steelers don't have the money, and they don't have the need. Others do. Green Bay, where he grew up Packers fan, has a home outside Milwaukee. I think the Titans, where he's really close with Mike Grable, and Shane Bowen, their defensive coordinator. Kansas City, Buffalo, those teams could use J.J. Watt. And if Shaq Barrett loses the Buccaneers and Tom Brady and Bruce Arians call him and say man, come over here, let's win a Super Bowl. We'll sail around Tampa Bay, and you can come play for a fun coach and a Super Bowl contender. That would have to be very enticing. That's John McClane covers the Texans. We kind of think that is the favorite spot, right? Didn't we both agree on that? What's that? I'm sorry. Tampa. Uh, no, I had Green Bay as number one. Oh, you have number one? Yeah. Green Bay. I think JJ likes the beach. You think so? He's not afraid to not flex with a shirt
1: off picture well, that once in a while. Certainly he's not afraid of doing that. But Kinda you like you, me? You don't think growing up a Packers fan, growing up in. Yeah, I see you, man. Uh, I mean, I'll tell you twice at JJ levels. I see you, though, man. You've been getting it, Brent. What's up? Yeah. Yeah. Are yeah, you, you okay? To... Did you pull something when you are flexing there? No. Okay. Not yet. Okay. But you don't think J.J. Watt is intrigued to go back to Green Bay where he grew up and uh, was sure. a Packers fan? Yeah. yeah, but I don't think that's
0: always like... But that's I, the thing, I, though. I just don't like, always the... think that's like the... Th- just because it's intriguing, I don't think it's always the end-all, be-all. No, I get that. But let's, listen, We've we've established this. The money's not the motive. No. Okay.
1: A Super Bowl? Yes. And... If you want to sprinkle on, maybe just you know place
0: where you live. I mean, Green Bay makes a lot of sense because Green Bay. Let's be honest, it's the past two years NFC Championship. Yeah, it does make sense. I mean, but I'm just saying I don't know if that would be the driving force enough to get. Would you? Yeah. Uh, I'll like ask you this. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna ask you a couple questions here. First okay. I want to. I, I gotta say this before I forget because I did the research and I knew it, I was right and I couldn't get it in time in the last segment. Mm. We were talking about analytics. Yes. See, Daniel Adler is an assistant GM of the Minnesota Twins. So the Jags' new hire uh, in Kareem Kassam Mm -hmm. comes from the Twins. Well, Adler used to work for the Jaguars with Tony Khan, I think back when, like, maybe around 2012. So I knew there was an interesting tie. It really has no uh, value to you, the listener, other than to... Just give you a little connection of the dots. Yeah, Brent Brent, uh, smelled something, and he he pursued on that, and now here we are. And so here we are. Then Ty just sent me this. You're offered $5 million to score against Michael Jordan one-on-one. You're given 10 chances. This is prime MJ time. If you fail, you won't be able to hear music ever again. Would you lace it up? Coos? Heck no. Can't hear music ever again, or you go $5 million to score against MJ. You how get many 10 times chances.
1: I get 10 chances? Well, obviously, I score the first chance, and I get a nice assist. I get a block. This Yeah, man. Of course. Call Mr. Thanksgiving. Is there a ref there? Because, listen, I'll, it, when it, cause you know how I feel about music. I'm wearing a Fleetwood Mac shirt right now, for crying out loud. If it comes down to it, I'll punch MJ in the face. All right, I'll, I'll fight you I, to get a pass. That's I'm a good ass- idea.
0: I wonder if that would be a rule.
2: I'm Just assuming. Just kick him right in call, your,
0: call your own bowels? Kick him in the no. you-know-what. Call Damn. your own balls. Yeah. yeah. Kick him in well, <laughs> well, you might punch him in the face. I'm not punching him in the face. Well, I'm no, kicking him in the.
1: yeah, you, uh, do you feel good about it, though?
0: After, oh. after five million dollars? Hell <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> Basically,
1: listen. If you want to get a GoFundMe right now for five million dollars, <laughs> Brett Martin will kick MJ in the. You know what? <laughs> well, I would. I, uh, I, I, I mean, <laughs> for five million dollars? Yeah. Dude, right. I would. I would pay two hundred bucks just to do to say I did it. <laughs> just to put on my resume.
2: <laughs> I don't think. Uh, I don't think I'd be willing to risk the fact of never being here, able to hear music again. It would make this job really weird.
0: That's a good point. Well, that would be true, Coos. Yeah.
2: But five
1: million is five million, dude.
0: Uh, it's Kuz. You're not confident in your basketball abilities.
2: I am no, not against
0: MJ. MJ I know, dude. Just just a, prime just, prime. MJ Just to go too. full circle on this conversation, you got no Kahuna's, Kuz, if you don't oh, go yeah. after oh, five million dollars. No. Nope. Nope. Five no, million dollars. Music is too important music, to me. Yeah,
1: music's big time though.
0: I like music a lot too. Well, it, it, I like five million dollars. Here's the real question. I just well, said I would. He Ty would tie would tie uh, hundred and four pound tie. Yeah, just say I don't know if he said I would kick Michael Jordan, <laughs> a, or if he said I'd go try to score. I'm, I'm, I'm
2: assuming it's like actual basketball rules, like like there will be a ref and they'll. Well, call I I don't what
0: know. My God, what kind hey, patented move? Here's the thing what though. What would Brent, I do? Brent. I'd actually go. I'd fade away just See, like Jordan's favorite oh, no shot there. fade away. Oh no, You're not, You're not gonna
1: fade away on no, Jordan. He'll block so it. so let's get that out of your head right now. now.
0: I'm gonna fade okay, away. Okay, no. Pump fake though and lean in. Tim Duncan? Well, yeah. What are you yeah. doing a little Tim Duncan? Yeah. Nah, I'm, I'm, I'm like I'm like 15 feet away, dude, away here. I just think you underestimate how athletic Michael Jordan is. I am. I'm convinced. He's not
2: recovering on that. I'm convinced. You wouldn't. Uh, I don't think any of us would able would be able to dribble more than four times before he st- he hey, stole it. Hey, you know what I'm doing, backing him down, backing nope. him down. He would have stolen. Nope. I'm telling you, what he would steal nope. it. Backing him down,
1: no. <laughs> elbows up, backing him down, nope. backing. Him, oh, what's this? Oh, here's the hoop. I will him.
0: Lay that in. Ah. Thanks. So, I tell you somewhere in that like in that sequence, right? Yes. I got 10 chances. I got the ball top of the key. And keep in mind this is 90s Michael Jordan here. So this is like yeah. no easy buckets. Yeah. Don't come to the lane. By the so way, it's physical. You, if you have the ball 10 times against Michael Jordan in this setting, yeah. you're, you're, there are there's there's four times at least you don't even get a shot up. Right. because he takes the ball away. There, from there. There, sure. Your right. best
2: bet is the second he passes it to you. Go. Hopefully, you're at the top of the key and just shoot it. Just hope you make that well, shot. To that
0: point, <laughs> Kuz, I'm I'm just spending one of my ten attempts on just <laughs> trash off Please me. God. Pray <laughs> Just be a part of me, and I'm gonna turn around, right? I'm like I'm backing them in, and I'm just throwing it behind, throwing there, it up, throwing it home, up the like, like, like it's you, a game of horse. Uh, I
1: can't believe you just throw music away like that.
0: You, you're wasting an opportunity. Listen, I love you, know you Garth the Brooks, but I love five million dollars. Let's, let's talk the analytics on that. What are the percentage that's gonna go in, Brent? Oh, I just—it's one of my ten tries. Let's, like, listen,
1: let's let's go ahead and establish the rules right now. If all of a sudden some like a magic basketball, let's say Shazam shows up, Shaquille O'Neal shows up, and he's like, "You guys can send one person to take on Michael Jordan, and then these rules apply. You get ten shots. And if you make one of them against Michael, you all get five million dollars. But if you, you know, if you don't get the shot, then obviously it's over. Yeah, no, no music for anybody. You guys better send me.
2: I of course I would send are, you over. Are, at we, all are, of us. are we in
1: agreement? How much of a cut do we get? No, I mean I'll give you guys whatever you want, but I'm just saying you guys are gonna send. I me. want all of it. Oh no, I'm I'm, getting, I, I'm doing the work, so obviously there's you know the chain of
2: and, tr- and, a trickle down effect And here. honestly, I'm sending you, but I'm not confident in the fact that I'll be able to hear music in ten well, shots.
1: You, you gotta have a little more faith in me here. Because listen, like I, by any means necessary, remember that Kuz. I okay, know. Kuz. I've I practiced the art of punching people in the face for a while <laughs> now, and if it know, comes down to it.
2: Again, I'm what assuming is that I'm gonna do? you're gonna call I- one.
1: <laughs> have you seen the Detroit Pistons? Did you see the Bad Boys documentary? That's true, true. Nuff said. He's man. ready for it. Nuff said, call me Joe Dumars. No, what's the guy's name? <laughs> I, I messed that up. Is it Joe Dumars? He's uh, the guy uh, with the Pistons? Dumars is a Pistons. Okay, he was, he was the guy nobody liked, right? Or not? Uh, I think no, who's,
0: pretty, you're talking Bill Lambert. Thank you very much, yeah, Bill Lambert. You I still yeah. hate Bill Lambert. Why? Sorry, that's a strong Why? word, it's it's I don't too know. Too physical or what? A
1: little too physical for your liking, right? You, you prefer the little more finesse of Larry Bird. You can, Bird look up, you can short, look up Larry
0: Bird Bill Lambert, yeah, probably body. right in the chops. Let's
1: be honest. Bill Lambert and Larry Bird walking into a bar together, all right, and they get in a fight. Who's walking out? Don't even act like it's not going to be a Bill Lambier. Don't
0: even act like it's not going to be Bill Lambier. Uh, Don't even act like it's not going to be Bill like, Listen, no, this is the problem with you. Here we go again. <laughs> you know who's a tougher basketball player? Michael Jordan or, or, or Larry Bird? Bird. In terms of fight? More physical on the basketball Wins When's the fight? Court. Yeah.
1: Michael Jordan all day. Michael Jordan, bird. it's not even close. Listen,
0: if you want to get Bird, if you, you want to get in the debate,
1: like how, how do you bale hay and how do you stack hay? Yeah, Larry Bird wins that debate every single time. All right, congratulations, Larry Bird. But if you mean to tell me in a fight or in physical altercation between Michael Jordan and Larry Bird, y- y- come on, come on, I'm taking Larry. With what? <laughs> how, how does he get it done, Brett? How does he get it done? He's tougher than a man. No way. Oh, He's man. He's Bale and Hay tough. Um, Bale. <laughs> I mean, listen, I went to high school with a bunch of country dudes, and I understand how tough they are. Yeah, Bale and Hay, I mean, I'm not going to lie. Like, that, that does something to you, but there is no way, Brent. Michael Jordan, the GOAT.
0: No. Nah. The GOAT doesn't make you tough. Brent... Did you watch the the last dance though I did? or not? Did you? I didn't see. Yeah. I didn't see. Anything. I mean, l- listen, I, I saw did did a guy that throw a punch in his NBA career. Did not elbow? throw an NBA like the career river, right? Was it, who was the guy that he went after in practice? He went after somebody in practice. Yeah, that was that part of the story. Yeah, it was probably like John hey. Paxson or something. And, and when <laughs> no, it's probably the toughest
1: dude that he had to set the tempo <laughs> yes. and but, a little, little three piece, a little three piece, and some soda. No, nah, man, Larry Bird does not you want those problems. You have no Dude, love for I, Joe, I, I Larry tell, Bird's toughness. I already know Larry Bird would come like with the scratching, like the, you know, like the <laughs> He's a cat a like, like no, me He is out. like the biggest <laughs> he's, he's stereotypical scratching.
0: Terre Haute white guy that can shoot the three, whoa, can't whoa, jump. whoa. It, it, it So now he Race says he's not tough. Race has yeah, nothing to
1: do with it. I just watched Tyson Fury become the champion of the world. Okay. And I love Tyson Fury. Yeah, no, so so you think Bill Bears like Tyson Fury. Well, I mean, it's close. It's, it's comparable. Bill Lamb Bears a bad dude, dude. Come
2: on. Let's be good. LeBron and MJ get into a fight. Oh, LeBron, LeBron. all day. It's uh, LeBron, LeBron. It's LeBron. Right? It's LeBron. Yeah.
1: And would you be, if it was Larry Bird and LeBron, LeBron would be <laughs> I do, correct? actually, LeBron. Okay,
0: so we're on the same page yeah. for once? I, I, Good. I do believe that. Good. Hey, by the way, LeBron, why don't guys, I guess you're hesitant to get in fights with stars, right?
1: Yeah, yeah I'm trying to think back to... Like any, there's like, not big... a lot of that. That's yeah, why like, I mean, Bill Lambert, Curry. That's why yeah, Dennis yeah. Rodman. That's yeah, why yeah. Draymond Green. Yeah.
0: That's, well, no, seriously. <laughs> yeah, hey, no, you're right. That, yeah. That's too many, even like... I guess Charles Barkley probably got in some stuff, but R- Ron Artest obviously yeah, that whole thing. Even Shaquille, well, who would mess
1: with Shaquille, really. Shaquille and Barkley got into it though. Remember that one time? I don't. Yes, yeah, Shaquille and Barkley
2: got into it. Did, that, um, that makes
0: some sense. Did Dwight yeah, Howard wasn't yeah. on the set of TNT either? No, no, no. This <laughs> okay. was, did
2: did Dwight Howard crew. ever get into it when when he was like prime Dwight Howard? I don't remember him ever getting into like. I, I,
0: I think there's something to it. It's kind of like in baseball in the major leagues. Now, it doesn't always be, it's not always the case, but it has been the case that you don't hit your like, Derek Jeter's not getting hit by a pitch. Yeah, yeah. You know, there was always that kind of unwritten rule. You're going after somebody else. You're not going after the star. Now, I I think that's kind of dissipated to a degree. But I don't know if it's like people don't want to mess with LeBron because they think they might get their ass kicked. Yeah. Or if they just respect the star status of LeBron and so they're not going to.
1: Yeah, I mean nobody wants to be the guy that fought LeBron. I feel like, right? Yeah. Like I, I
0: don't know. Like nobody. But there's a lot of guys that don't care. Really. There's a lot of tough guys in the NBA that don't care what the unwritten rules are. You know. But let's
1: be honest. Yeah. But at the same time, like even that that game. Like, listen, we've talked about it all the time on this show. The game has changed though. Like 90s, if LeBron played, yeah, he probably would have got a fight with somebody.
0: But, yeah, but, but, but like fair. nowadays,
1: yeah. like you know, you don't really see that that much.
0: I was gonna say, when was the last? Was there a good? Has there been a good NBA brawl NBA lately? brawl. Oof. I feel like, too, part of the NBA stuff right now is they have every. This might just be sports, although yeah. we did get it in baseball, like pretty early on. Yeah. Because of the pandemic and not being nobody like. Nobody wants to get up Nobody on each wants other. to do that, right? Nobody wants to kind of have that optic True. of. It's almost like we're all getting along just to be able to play sports. Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so we're not going to go fight each other. Although, yeah. again, I mean, it happened a couple of times, I think, last year in baseball. Like, early no, on, was sure. like the first week of baseball. Everybody's talking about the pandemic. Yeah. Don't go six feet near each other. And you got two teams. I forget even who it was. Yeah. But it was a pretty good one,
1: I think. No, for sure. But at the end of the day, I mean, we all – so we agree that Lambert is the baddest or not? Or do you think Larry Bird is worse, better than – I think Larry Bird
0: would get Lambert's ass. You're, you're, are you serious or not? Yeah, soft. Yep. He had Dennis done, Rodman dude. to help. He had Isaiah stop, Thomas to help.
1: Brent, stop. You, you, have you watched the Bad Boys documentary? Because I don't really know about who Bill Laimbeer was if I watched the documentary. Dude, do not come to Bill Laimbeer. Listen, you can't shoot three-pointers to be tough. Sorry, man. Like, Larry Allen, I love you. Steph Curry, I love you. I'm taking you guys in a fight, okay? So, Larry Bird, I get it. You're one of the best three-point shooters of all time, but I'm taking you in a fight. Young guys, they
0: all they think I, is just Larry Bird shot threes. No, there's That's no all, gonna, how, all the young guys think, people, is no, that Larry know, Bird I mean, just shot threes. Somebody put together points, a highlight film, played with his Larry left Bird hand, just. People playing down laptop. the lane. All right. the cuffs gonna... with Larry Bird. I, I, he swung I'm... sometimes, I think. Okay. Well, I remember I'm gonna, him. I'm going to Google some things. You just keep talking. I'm going to see what pops up. We're to take a break. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. By the way, LeBron James goes over 35,000 points. Can you tell me the other two who have done it? Who's? I hope you've seen this by now.
2: I haven't, so I'm going to guess Jordan. Nope. Oh,
0: wow. No, you got to go. Um.
1: Yes. Kare- um, yes. Yeah, Kareem. It's not Larry. <laughs>
2: Isn't
1: <that laughs> Larry <being> awesome? <laughs> no, no, it's not Larry. <laughs> yeah, it's, I don't know why I bring it to my attention. I should just say, yeah, Will? it is.
0: Well, Nope. This is the guy that nobody ever includes in any of these kind of categories. One of the most underrated careers and players. Yeah. Because yeah. of this. Because he never won. Because he never won? Part of a, a very good tandem. <sighs> good tandem. New or older guy. I would call him newer. Like, okay, you know, like, not way back Part in the Part of day. a 10. Oh, is no,
1: because he hasn't won. Oh, damn. Um, dude, I'm drawing a blank. It's crazy. A lot? Not a lot. No. Pick and roll. Not. Jazz? Steve Nash? Jazz? 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 Call, call Johnson. Oh, okay.
0: I'm like, picking roll. Call Malone is okay. an answer to a lot of these questions. I had no idea. The mailman. And you always forget about yeah. Again, because of his maybe lack of raising the trophy and all yeah. that stuff.
1: Well, the other stuff too,
0: and the other stuff too. <laughs> yeah, I mean. That's not why you forget him. But even back in the okay. day, people forgot about yeah, him. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> all right. Okay. Uh, only three on that list. That's crazy. And know uh, wow. That's crazy that Carl Malone's up there. We'll be back. Action sports, Jackson, ESPN, 60. bird fights you looked up pretty
1: badass huh do you, you, you want to get into it <laughs> because i saw him backed down from two of them <laughs> he
0: <laughs> took on he took on dennis rodman and bill amber at the same time okay so
1: first of all over exaggerating as usual but let's be honest the guy raised his fist and then what do you do lowered it and backed away he didn't want to get right. suspended well especially cream too when you have to cream don't mess the cream don't mess with the dream, man. All right. Now you looked up Beta Bird. Beta Bird
0: is what we call him now. Beta Bird. Back and let's down. Let's just say, would you do a tag team match with Bill Lambert after watching him throw? Okay. So here's the thing. <laughs> all right. Here's the thing. And this is what I was worried
1: about. This is what I talked about. Is when the personified tough guy, if you think is all world tough, proceeds to get in a fight and throw a punch. And the punch is with, like, his wrist and not his fist. You know, he kind of... S- it's not a slap, but you know what I'm saying? It's like, eh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like maybe maybe you make that kind of sound. Yeah, like maybe
0: I want to throw a punch, maybe yeah. I don't.
1: Now, with all due respect to Bill Ambeer, one of the most physical stay-out-of-my-lane dudes of all time in the NBA, I respect the game, man. I actually modeled my game after that a little bit when I played high school basketball. Back on let us do whatever we wanted. But with that being said, the punch that he threw, I'm not even sure who the, the guy was, but the punch that he threw here, Brent, I'm going back over it right now. You can see for yourself. It's, it's the Cavs against some guy named Daughtry. I'm not sure who the Daughtry is from the Cavs. Sorry, before my time. No, that's Daughtry. That's Brad Doherty. Oh, Bra- oh, Brad Daughtry. Sorry. So, okay, I thought it was Chris Daughtry. But with that being said, um, <laughs> Brad Doherty, never won Chris, American Idol. Yeah, Chris Daughtry. But uh, with that being said, yeah, the the fact that he throws the punch and it connects with like the wrist first and then the the fist is just it's not a good look.
0: Like, don't they you think they it. should? Don't you think Bill no. Lambert should be ejected from the Bad Boy documentary? For that After punch. watching this? No, no. I mean, listen, the, the guy still got a reputation. <laughs> that but clip
2: makes it into the bad boy documentary. No, they, definitely not.
0: It's called the bad
1: boys, not the, the slapping boys. you know, like, come on, man. I just, I <laughs> there's nothing more. Like, I, I love it. Like, I love the entertainment factor of when somebody tries to act hard, and then they throw a punch, and it's just like, dude, what are you doing right there? And the, listen, that's like 90% of the world. I'm not naive to that. But well, like, Listen,
0: we all can't have our hands
1: registered as well. I'm just saying. I would like, if, if I was, a, okay, let's say me and my son go out. And let's say, we're not going to the bar, obviously. He's six years old. But like, let's
0: say. Okay, after he gets a tattoo.
1: After he gets a tattoo. So let's say he's seven years old. No, <laughs> let's say that we go to, like, the latest Disney movie and COVID's not a thing anymore. And we're at the theater, right? Yeah, and we had a you're good watching time. Soul. And, and, and we're walking out, all right? We're, we're walking out of the theater and all of a sudden, for whatever reason, um, There's some dude who accidentally spills a soda on my son. Walk out of the theater. And I'm like, hey, dude, we got an issue right now. We better handle this. And my son's watching. I would rather throw a proper punch and get decked actually throw like a slapping type of punch and knock the dude out. Yeah. Because like at least my son like when he gets home is like dad got in a fight and my wife would be like well, what happened? Well, he got knocked down, but like it, it was as a battle, you know what I'm saying? The guy got lucky as opposed to oh well, yeah my dad knocked the dude out, but I'm gonna be honest, it, it, it didn't look that cool, <laughs> you know? So go ahead and give me the real punch and get knocked down as opposed to the slappy kind of punch and knocking somebody style out. Style
0: points do matter. Style points so if, are if you're going to fight, fight this style weekend. Points style are points are do matter. <laughs> Hey, is there a reason is maybe this why you're not you won't retire from MMA, just yeah. so you can keep your hands registered as weapons? That's a good point. Like does do, your bar- do you have to register him every year? No, no,
1: it's just w- one and done, I guess. That's it's it. I guess so. I don't so, know. Like you
0: might, not, you could like never fight again in like ten years. You'd still have hands registered. Like I'm not sure. Like, listen, well, I don't want to know that. Well, I don't know. know, know, well, I don't know. I'm not
1: gonna get a fight in a bar. That's not my style. But I don't know if it's some kind of like, body mass index where if I put on a
0: lot of weight, that's like oh, well, he's fine now. I, mean, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> <Like, laughs> It's like hey, I, if you're at a bar with Coos and me, you yeah. might get in a fight. Yeah, because you're going to egg it on. Yeah, I can already tell. Larry Bray, we're
1: going to be in the middle of downtown Chicago one year. Larry Bray would kick Michael Jordan's ass. Tell you right
0: now. <laughs> yeah. And I'm going to be like Bill Lambert. And say, Hold me back. Hold me back. <laughs> oh, All right. I really man. want to get to this baseball topic, uh, Do you? <laughs> I think. It's okay. coming up next?